time when film criticism is as provocative as ever, Feelin' Film ventures to change the discussion from what we hate about a film to what we love about it. We judge more on emotional experience than technical merit, because every movie makes us feel something. Welcome, movie lovers and theology nerds, to a special joint episode of the Feelin' Film and Popcorn Theology Podcasts. We are here today to wrap up the summer movie challenge that we participated in together, to give you the results, to talk a lot of smack, and maybe discuss the movies as well. I'm <sighs> oh, oh, you're already sighing. <laughs> I guess you know who lost. <laughs> I'm Aaron of the Feelin' Film Podcast, and I'm here with Patrick, my co-host. Hey, guys, what's up? Richard and David from Popcorn Theology. Howdy. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having us. Thank you for playing this summer. It was a lot of fun, guys. Did you guys enjoy it? No, it was awful. Yep. We lost. <laughs> well, there no, you it have was it. Fun. It was fun. The journey was fun. <laughs> well, that was a great episode, guys. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <but> I... <laughs> Are there participation trophies? Participation you know, th- trophies. This is I America. We could make one. No, we this is make- not a millennial podcast. This is not a millennial podcast. We're not doing participation trophies. <laughs> <laughs> so to well, recap what we did real quick, uh, for those listening, most likely you probably knew that we had teamed up, we being Feelin' Film, had teamed up with Popcorn Theology earlier in the summer and embarked on an epic challenge where we were trying to determine what the 10 top domestic grossing films of the summer would be and also place them in the right order on that top 10 list. It's a pretty daunting challenge. Uh, and the scoring system is very much weighted toward getting number one and number 10 correctly. Those are worth huge bonus points. And so we thought we'd give it a shot. And these guys were gracious enough to come along for that ride and, and challenge us and for most of the summer, it was a back and forth journey. That's for sure. We had, uh, I think, closer to the end of the summer, I would check it probably once every three or four days. But yeah, it seemed like every time I looked at it, somebody would get more points and then somebody would get less points. And I'm like, what is this scoring doing? It's it's making me tear my hair out, at least metaphorically speaking. And I'm going, this really would... I felt like it was going to come down to Labor Day weekend. And as we saw from the results, it did. Yeah, definitely. When I was looking at it throughout the summer, like pretty much the whole time I was trailing behind. Um, y'all are being nice and not pointing that out. But like the whole summer, <laughs> I was actually trailing behind. And then like th- there's just one factor that changed some of that and kind of slingshotted me back to the top. But um, I was getting frustrated about halfway through. Well, I think you actually were the one who completely left off Secret Life of Pets, which was the number three film of the year, of the summer. I did. Yeah. That's what, that, that's what killed me. We were Patrick and I talked about it quite a bit offline, how we were just gonna just throw a raging fit if you were to win this thing without picking the number three film at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seemed it seemed downright unfair. Right? Yeah, we came close. So do we want to share like the overall results? I we feel do. like we should go ahead that would, and that would make sense, yeah. Um before we ruin it, because there's certain specifics to that um that we can kind of get into. There but are. uh 
Do you have the results up, uh, you guys over there? I don't actually have the numbers in front of me. I've got them right here. All right, so, let's hear it. So, the winners, or actually, let's start at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, in last place, or, or fourth, first fourth, place. Fourth, first place, yes. It's kind of like. I got the silver medal. It's kind of like number Really? Hold on, though. He's really in second place. Exactly. We'll, you three we'll get there. tied for the we'll gold. We'll get there. Okay. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah, I guess so. So it's with the silver, silver medal, it's the a silver, silver medal in fourth place was David with a whopping total of forty-three points. So, uh, yay, go David! He did well. He did well. That's you that get to put d- one foot on the podium, David. You one know, foot. Forty-three points doesn't sound like a lot, but compared to what we got, the winners, it's not that far off. Um, and then the rest of us, amazingly, all three of us tied which I still have a hard time believing is true, um, at 49 points. So there was a three-way tie for first between Richard, Patrick, and myself. Pretty amazing it, stuff. That's it, not because they picked the same movie. That's the thing. It's weird. We got a three-way tie, but we, I think all three of us had some pretty drastic differences between us. I didn't put Secret Life of Pets on at all. Um, but I'm the only one that had something different for the number one spot. You would think those kind of big differences would have led to some different numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow it all even right out. That's crazy. Yeah, it really is. I liked I liked the grace there with uh, with uh, humoring me and my whole silver medal <laughs> deal. But I got to be honest, I'm I'm not used to losing. So I think Richard might have to give me some some pointers on what it's like. To- <laughs> <laughs> Man, he turned that right around. Yeah. I do I do lose a lot in podcast yeah, games. When, that is an established canon at this point. Yeah, when we play trivia games on popcorn theology, um either Richard well, basically Richard loses. Either I win or the guest wins or however it works. I won one game while you were away for the summer. Oh. Well, it's because I was away for the summer. That's why. That's yeah. the only reason. Why. I think you actually <laughs> said that on that episode too, that that was why you won. <laughs> yeah, David's gone. I can win one. <laughs> <laughs> so I the, don't know anything about film films and money apparently. <laughs> so you know. Well, the <laughs> the top ten, the way that they shook out, uh, just to recap for for everybody, because I'm sure that most people don't track domestic box office figures uh, in a top ten list over the summer, and this is the first time I know I'd ever done it. Um, Especially if you're Warcraft fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I liked it. I we yeah we did too, or I did too. Patrick hasn't seen it, <clears throat> but um yeah so. The way the way it ended up playing out, as you mentioned, Richard, you picked Finding Dory as the number one, and all three of us went with Civil War. Uh, Civil War was the opening weekend of this challenge, and then it went all the way through Labor Day weekend, as far as what what you know numbers we were considering. So we figured with an entire summer, the entire length of this contest for Civil War's uh, box office numbers to count, that surely Marvel will be able to pull this out, but. You went for the the home run, man, and, uh, yeah, and it paid I off. Did. So two things happened there. One thing uh, was in my mind I considered, you know, it's the summertime. Kids are out of school, and I thought, well, people are going to take their kids. Now, kid admission is cheaper, but you're taking your whole family to this thing, and, and maybe multiple times. Who knows? So I thought, you know, and adults were really looking forward to it, too. People in our generation were thinking, oh, I loved Finding Nemo. I really want to watch this, too. So I thought it was going to hit pretty much everybody, but I'm going to be honest, the other side of that I think right after we got done recording our episode together where we 
gave our predictions. I think I looked at David. I said, I immediately regret that decision. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of those things where like when the world tells you it's civil war, you stand like a tree planted (laughs) by the water. Like that's how I felt. Like I had to stay with it after I committed to it. But uh, within a week, I I was definitely thinking, nope, that was a mistake. Uh, But it worked out. It did. I I was going to say, I feel like Richard has a unique insight here because remind me, Aaron Patrick, do you guys have kids? Yes, I have a three and a half year old, and I have a an eleven and a thirteen year old. Okay, so wow, never mind. Nice. You guys clearly would have had more insight in this than I did. But Richard has four kids, and <laughs> has seen. I'm going for the reality show. Yeah, um, <laughs> and so he knows how many times kids do rewatches. Um, for example, Richard, how many times have you seen the Lego Movie? Oh my gosh, it's stupid. Who knows? <laughs> no, it's awesome. We'll probably never do an episode on the Lego Movie on no. the podcast for that reason, <laughs> which is fair. That's completely fair. Um, so the whole rewatch factor, because if it's the summer and kids really liked it, they're more likely to go more than once. Yeah. Whereas, you know, grownups that go to Civil War are, I don't know, I think once, a little less twice. likely to yeah. go multiple viewings because we tend to, I don't know, at least I tend to not do rewatches as much as the average nine-year-old would want to. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I think that was definitely a factor. Well, and I think I got lucky it, there. The fact that, that Disney decided, hey, let's put this out in the theaters again. For one last time before the summer ends. I mean, that didn't affect your score, Richard. I got excited I'm... when I saw that, and then I sat and thought about it, and I went, no, wait, it's already number one. That can't help me. <laughs> <laughs> that can't help me at all. But it, I, for a second there, I thought, yeah, we're going to pull this out, and then logic set in. I'm like, no, we're not. That means nothing. <laughs> I was I was real surprised because they, with Civil War, I mean, they promoted the crap out of that for months and months. With Finding Dory, it was like, Three weeks beforehand, and I had seen like two short teaser trailers on TV. Very little advertising for it. Probably because they knew they didn't really have to advertise. Not much. much. As long as people know it's out there. Because it's been announced for years that they were making it. Yep. And now, you know, it was finally there. I don't think that they felt the need to pour a lot of money into advertisements. Yeah, I imagine a lot of it had to do with, I think, you know, Ellen DeGeneres, she has her own show. So she's probably giving that stuff free promotion leading up to the movie because she's just as excited about playing Dory in the sequel. So it made sense that... Even if you don't see it on television, you've got that daytime show itself that's going to probably give some <laughs> some significant you know push for the for the movie. Yeah, that's true. Well, or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> well, I know that I I saw it once and I saw Civil War twice for what that's worth. But in reality, you know that I took my kids to Dory, so like you said, you know that's a that's a three yeah. three versus two swing right there. Yeah. And if you you take all that into account, it would make sense. I believe it it won by eighty million almost, which yeah, was it was actually a pretty good shocking. Spread when that it was finished. shocking to me was that how how big it won. So number two, Civil War was uh, yeah. was up second, and then I'll just run down the list. So we what was we number three? Because that's what I needed to do better. That, you, I needed, needed to put more distance between number one and Civil War. Well, that's what would have helped me. Well, yeah, number three would have helped you if you would have actually put the movie in your top ten. <laughs> oh, that's right. You already said <laughs> yeah. what number three was. I'll shut up now. <laughs> yeah. So number three was Secret Life of Pets, which you know gave us two animated films in the top. Three. How did that make number three? I don't get that. I don't get it. Well, I was gonna. I own this. I think that's crazy. Why? I almost Why predicted it to be that high. It, it, it was fun. I mean, it's just a fun, gorgeously animated movie with animals that people recognize and kind of relate to because everybody's got, you know, a bunny or a dog or a cat. Uh, I mean, it yeah. certainly wasn't the critical success that Dory was. No, but I see, I thought Dory was going to drain any um, 
excitement you would have for that because it's a similar Dory is talking animals and it's Pixar and this is talking animals and it's not Pixar. So I thought, well, this is going to flop. Maybe for adults that that argument would make sense. They're gonna, but... Well, they're going to take your kids to one. If you're going to take your kids to one or the other, you were going to go to Dory. Well, yeah. And so but I thought that I was going to explain their business. Went to yeah, both. but I think most parents had the option to do both. I mean, you have a whole yeah. summer to entertain your kids. I can tell you firsthand, uh, I was home a lot this summer, and I got to experience what it was like for a three-and-a-half-year-old to not have structure. And one of those things was <laughs> that, that, that remedied that was take him to a movie. And so I imagine yep. that parents were like, hey, here's another opportunity for us to get the kids out of the house. So yeah. Secret Life of Pets probably – that's probably why it wasn't number one because it wasn't the big – you know, promoted hit of this. I mean, promoted otherwise. It wasn't the most anticipated animated movie of the summer. It was the second one, and of course, that's what it got. Yeah, yeah. So number four was uh, a film that both of us covered on our podcasts, Suicide Squad. That made sense. See, I expected that to be number three. Is that what I guessed? I can't remember what I guessed now, but I that's what I would guess. I don't know. I, I don't have the predictions either. Yeah, they. They aren't working right. I think I guessed Suicide Squad for number three, though. And I think I had it a little bit lower on the list, but still, you know. Still fairly high. Yeah. I think um, I might have had it at number five. It's sad that we can't access them anymore. The website's not working. So, yeah. Well, it's General kind of ideas. amazing how, how, despite the amount of negative talk around this film, it still ended up grossing the fourth most money of the summer. Like, that's, that's, that's just incredible. Yeah. I mean, with some pretty tough competitors, I'm still amazed that it was beat out by Secret Life of Pets. But um, <laughs> the fact that it, you know, kind of held its own ish against Finding Dory and Civil War is pretty. It is up there. Yeah, I'll say too. All the like uh, critical stuff about these movies up until when Batman versus Superman came out. Not that this is a good indicator of the market, but <laughs> that with all the, the critique going around about it, that was our most downloaded episode that we covered up until that point. And you know what the next thing to beat it was? Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> and there were better movies in between there. I, I, like I would say I liked both of those, but there were better movies that we covered between the two. We covered some new, we covered some old, but those were the ones. I just wonder yeah. what that is. Why do they garner so much attention? Is it because people love to hate them that much? You all probably can probably speak to that more than we can. <laughs> I would say it's because of the divisiveness in general. I mean, yeah. Suicide Squad sort of felt like the kid's sister to BVS in terms of it getting critical, you know, divisiveness. And I think that's why a lot of people wanted to tune in to the podcast because they wanted to hear a, either a different slant or a slant that was altogether just not even on point with the critical side of it. You know, from you guys doing Popcorn Theo, you know, I'm interested because I think that's a cool nickname. Dang, yeah, I don't no. think I've ever heard that before. Go ahead. <laughs> you do Go on. Theo. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> you should have a mascot and call him Theo, right? <laughs> but I think I think it's popularity, uh, both of those movies' popularity, because of that divisiveness, drew two people into the theaters to, to want to make that decision for themselves, to either affirm the critical backlash or to to you know denounce such bad criticism of such movies, you know? Yeah. They they came to the podcast wanting to hear one or the other. Like mm -hmm. if you hated the movie, you would like to hear other people hate it. If you liked the movie, you want to hear other people defend it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um you want to grit your teeth as other people hate it. <laughs> it seems like <laughs> and with both of those movies, there's there's a bit of both. Um, yeah. You know, it, but it brings people. You know, controversy. Controversy is always going to bring people. And yep. with Suicide Squad, there was definitely an element of controversy at least for the uh well, at least within our group and our uh audience. Not so much with BVS. The controversy there was 
just said they didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't exactly controversy. It was just a big taste difference. But with um, Suicide Squad, there was also that draw of, ooh, let's see what they have to say about that racy movie. Yeah. yeah. Racy. I wonder how many people <laughs> listened to us cover it and said, I can't believe these guys are covering this movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine a lot. He heathens. Nice Probably. pun. <laughs> uh, nice work. Um, so after Squad, we had our number five was Born. <laughs> Jason Born. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe that it made it all the way up to number five. Personally, yeah. I was shocked. I was too. I was too. It, I think when we were talking about it, I remember having the conversation saying there are a lot of sequels that are coming our way this summer. And Jason Bourne, I, I think I said it, it may crack the top 10 because people are like, we want, you know, we want Matt Damon back. But I didn't, think, Damon. It would get as, <laughs> I didn't think it would get as, as high as it did. Yeah, I'm I'm amazed. I'm almost positive I had that lower on the list for that reason. But you know, Matt Damon's always it's always fun to watch a Bourne movie with a Bourne movie with Matt Damon. Let me clarify that. Right. <laughs> Which is one it's reason I'm bummed that I haven't seen that. this one yet. Um, yeah, exactly. He is Bourne. So yeah. So number six was X Men Apocalypse. I don't know if you guys did. You guys cover that? I didn't even see it. Mm, oh, yeah, we didn't. Okay, well, that's. I was going to say it's because we have kids, but you guys have kids. You have more kids than me, so I don't have a good excuse at all. I do. <laughs> it's interesting that it. you didn't cover it on your show because it has uh, quite on the nose uh, is full of religious themes and and content uh, there. Yeah, even watching the trailer, I found myself a little bit uncomfortable with. I don't know where they went with it, but just, I mean, the villain pretty much claims to be the basis for all the gods, right? Including he does. The God of the Bible. And, you know, for, I mean, that would probably be, you know, awesome discussion for our, our podcast, but at the same time, it's a little uncomfortable. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. I don't know where sense. they, I don't know where they go with it though. Like that's a thing. That's the plot, but I don't know having not seen the movie where they take that to. So it doesn't go a lot of places, unfortunately. Uh, that's too bad. <laughs> which is probably I mean, that why could it's be number a really six. Great plot device. So yeah. Uh, number like seven. The biggest, Biggest X-Men movie. The fact that it didn't climb a little higher is kind of disappointing. Yeah. Mm. yeah well, I, I would agree. I, you know, I had it, I think at number three personally, mm. because I just thought, you know, we had some great actors in this one. Oscar Isaac was in this one. Uh, but you know, he gets buried behind makeup and it just, I was going to say, you can't see his face. Yeah. So that... It's, it just ended up not being enough to, to keep it up there. Yeah. And then at seven, we continue blockbusters, and this is where kind of the big, big, flashy explosions blockbusters ends, and that's Star Trek Beyond, which to me is a way better movie than the seventh best grossing movie of the summer, but um, <laughs> right about where I thought it would land. Yeah. yeah. After the second one, I mean, it's only going to climb so high no matter how good it is because the second one was so – I don't know if controversial is the word, but – the response to it was so mixed that I think people were not going to be as sold on it as they would have been otherwise if it had somehow immediately followed the first movie. Mm. I've liked all of them, but I have not the highest expectations for Star Trek, so it's fine. Um, I could see like if Force Awakens had come out and been kind of like what the second Star Trek movie was, I could see how disappointing that would be. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm not a big Trekkie. I like sure. Star Trek. Uh, but it didn't really bother me. Some of the complaints people had. I haven't seen the new movie yet, though. So you need it's to. Good. You need. Yeah, to. it's good. It's really good. By the way, just uh, for you guys to know, I've got the results um, with with all of our picks in front of me. So if you guys want to know at any given point, you know, what did I pick? What, what did I have that at? Then I can let Sweet. you know. 
Okay. So after Star Trek, we actually got into a couple comedies, and Central Intelligence made the list at number eight. That surprised me a little bit. Really? It did? It did, but... Um, you knew The Rock was in it, right? I knew The Rock was in okay. it. Um, Good. I thought it would be better if it had Dwayne Johnson, but you know, The Rock... <laughs> I okay. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of self-conscious right now, though, because uh, you know, with Patrick having the results in front of him, I'm saying that surprises me, but it would be hilarious if like, I, I actually guessed that, that one right or something, because I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Richard, you didn't even pick it. It wasn't one of your top okay, 10 or your dark horses. So it's uh, consistent that that would surprise me then. Did yes. I have it at about number eight? You had it at, uh, let's see, at nothing. You didn't pick it either. <laughs> <laughs> and it's starting... and I met The Rock. The Rock was a super cool dude. That's messed you up. You should have picked his movie. I should have, <laughs> but it was just Dwayne Johnson instead. So that's why you didn't pick it, right? Any, time... any chance to get where yeah. I can say I met The Rock? I'm pretty happy to do that. <laughs> plug, plug. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it yet either, but I I want to. I think that it looks like it would just be a fun comedy. You know, just. Yeah kind of let yourself go and just laugh and enjoy it and not too completely over the top to be ridiculous. But I mean, I don't know. Those guys are good. Kevin Hart, he can be overplayed and gosh, it feels like he's been in every movie this year or in the last 12 months, (laughs) but those two just seem to have a chemistry based on the trailer. And I think it kind of reflects here in this, this ranking. Yeah, it looked like a good comedy that was relatively family, not family friendly in like the, you know, Christian radio sense, but family, it looked like the kind of comedy that wasn't um, something you'd be embarrassed to take your, your youngish child to go see, you know, your, your teenage, teenage child, uh, you'd probably be comfortable taking them to, I think, I mean, I I actually didn't see it, but it looked based on the trailers, um, you can tell we all do movie podcasts. We're like, yeah, we didn't see the top 10 movies this summer. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Did anybody see the number nine? The number nine was uh, was the uh, remake of Ghostbusters uh, by Paul no. Feig. Did anyone take the chance on that one? No. Nope. I put no. I didn't go see it. No, I wasn't. No, but I think I put it on my list because that's free and uh, doesn't take any time or effort. So, um, Patrick, where, where was that on my list? Was that number? Uh, let's see. Aaron didn't pick it at all. David and Richard. Let's see, David, you got, uh, it was a dark horse for you, dark horse for Richard and David, and then I picked it at number 10. Okay. So none of us expected it to do well. No. No, no. No, not at all. I figured it would do well enough to show up on this list because people would show up to hate it. Exactly, and I think it would have that same kind of buzz. That that was kind of why I picked it, because Suicide Squad and BVS were having that same kind of divisiveness and i was like people are going to go see this to do one or the other either love it or hate it and but i didn't think it would make as much money um as those by any means yeah i was i was shocked that it even made this much money uh not as shocked as what the number 10 film ended up being um tarzan man i you know i've heard nothing good about this film and here it is sitting in the top 10 i don't know anyone that's watched it either i've never heard someone tell me yeah tarzan i saw it it was any opinion i've heard i've heard no opinion about it no i heard i it. saw it i didn't hear an opinion i've never <laughs> the person heard. told me and then didn't give me an opinion so that's not a good sign you probably should have asked <laughs> to think of it. but yeah it, it's just it's an odd odd one to sneak into the list my my personal uh pick for the number 10 slot was just below it i think 
and that was Angry Birds. Uh, yes. I thought I thought for sure, you know, and it was it was it was a my risk because it came out so early in the summer that you know it mm. wasn't once once it missed its first initial few few weeks, you know, Dory and Secret Life of Pets were going to take up that slot of animated film, but um, it still almost snuck in there. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it looked like it was about nineteen million, yeah, from from beating Tarzan. Hey, so, what did Warcraft do? Warcraft uh, eked out uh, forty-seven two, but forty-seven million, and that's domestic. Domestic. Right. Remember, we're doing this is a domestic challenge. So yeah, you know, if we were thinking, if we were talking, if we were counting China, that'd be like number one, right? It, 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 I, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know about number one, but it'd be up there. But so it had like five hundred million. Yeah, yeah, it was huge. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I, that I think surprised, I had Tarzan as one of my uh, dark horses. One of my dark horses. Yeah, you did. Sure. Yeah, three yes. of us picked it as a dark horse. I put it as number ten, I think, if I remember right. I'm just no, going you off picked it as a dark horse too. Oh, it was a dark horse too. Oh man, one. man. Yeah, I think. Oh, well. But you got a point, Patrick. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did we all miss two movies completely off of the list? Let's see. You mean did we did we not pick something that actually made the top ten? Is that what right, you're asking? Right. Uh, Aaron, you did. David, you did. I did not, and Richard, you did. Nice. You did not mean same same movie or just meaning movie meaning every movie that's in the top ten. I either had it either one through ten or wow. dollars. Congratulations! You know that should be the tiebreaker. Patrick should win based on that. <laughs> <That's> pretty, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. Well, we've I'm already won argue. the we've already won the team title. I want to take I home. Thought the, I want to take home the individual title too. Go ahead. <laughs> if there was a tie, whoever got the number one movie would 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 be the winner. Oh, that's, that's yeah. That makes perfect sense. Right. <laughs> was that stated? I, I don't think any of this was stated, but <laughs> any way I can spin it, it's it going to help. It was a gentleman's me. agreement <laughs> in my own mind. Pistols at dawn. We'll we'll settle it that way. Pistols at dawn. Oh, <laughs> well, the the disparity in in numbers for me was something that was really interesting and something I'm planning on taking out of this. So if we do it again next year, you know, like Dory made 482 million, and Tarzan made 126. So we're talking a 300 and like 60 million gap between the number one and 10. Yeah. Um, it's just such a wide margin of money there. Yeah. I'm curious compared to previous years, if that margin is getting wider or if that's about on par between number one and number 10, uh, because in the last, I think the last five or six years, we've had just a huge summer blockbuster, like one movie that's like, that's the summer blockbuster. And I'm just, I'm curious to know if there are other in years past, you know, in the last five years, if that's been the way it's been, where you have that kind of gap. Yeah, of... Uh, it'd be interesting to look that up for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a couple questions I just want to go through here for uh, for all of us to talk about different movies of the summer and our experience and things like that. Uh, and I wanted to start by asking you guys the number one most important thing, in my opinion, which is, did you enjoy this? Did you have fun? Um, was it more or less challenging than you expected? And whoever wants to jump in and go first, just go for it. Are you asking if we're if we were feeling it? Were you uh, feeling the challenge? Oh, that was uh, beautiful. Fit him, Jim. <laughs> for that, Richard should go first. <laughs> <laughs> That's your penance. You go last now. Um, I'll be in the corner. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was kind of cool. Uh, you know, I'd forget about it honestly for a week or two, and then I'd. Uh, you know, I might have just uploaded our episode and we had the the chart there. And I'd say, oh, yeah, how's that going? I'd click on it again and look at it. It was neat to see the progression because early on, 
really you're looking at it and someone's pulling ahead, but it basically means nothing because everything's going to switch up in the last couple of weeks and, and things kind of come up to a head. I thought that was a kind of a fun process to watch and see how the movies swap places and stuff, what that actually meant for the scores. Um, there was a lot like there were surprises in it. I feel like it was pretty challenging to guess correctly. Honestly, like like you're saying, that big gap in numbers, how do you guess what's going to fall when you got all these other movies coming out at the same time? Yeah, it's just there's a lot there to think about. Yeah, I mean, and it's, and it's not like we are reviewers who had the chance to see them in advance and sort of gauge what public opinion would be. We're just going based on marketing. Yeah, essentially marketing. That's about it. And past films and their reception and things like that. And um, I, I did. I had a good time. I enjoyed it. I, to be honest, I didn't put a ton of time into following it. I, you know, I made my picks, and then I honestly just kept forgetting to check our progress. Um, <laughs> and so it's not all that surprising to me that I'm last. Uh, or, you know, I'm, I'm number two, I'm second. Um, and you guys are all tied for first. So I'm not too surprised. I was just, uh, but no, it was, it was really, yeah. Like you said, I mean, how do you pick the number seven movie of the summer? I mean, what mm. number one makes sense. Number 10, even to a degree is a little easier, but everything in the middle is, is, is kind of tricky. Yep. And it, it was a crapshoot for me too. I mean, going on marketing and also going on you know, this maybe public opinion or public perception of movies coming out and anticipation of those. That's sort of how I made my picks. What I, what I don't like about the challenge, at least the, it's a, it's a great way to set it up and I, I don't have a solution to say, this is the better way to do it, but you really don't know who's going to pull out ahead until the very last few days. We saw that because up until Friday, or we Saturday, were ahead there what a week before the final results, maybe a week and, and then, a half before. And then it and turned you posted about it, by the way. I that's, posted that's by exploding, uh, which is to my shame. <laughs> I had some pride. I had some destruction. Or at least yeah. I had some destruction. Some biblical yeah. principles took place. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so maybe that's a good thing about the way it's set up is that you really, you don't know until the end, but it's kind of, it kind of takes the, the eh out of it when you check it every couple of weeks or every few weeks. You're like, okay, I'm leading, but that's probably going to change next week. <laughs> you know, so... Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not like a college football poll where you're going, okay, they could pull up and, you know, it just, it's different. I would agree. That was probably the, the part that I didn't like the most was just not having any idea of how it was going to end up all year or all summer long and not being able to track it. Um, cause it was, it would be fun to do something where you could gloat along the way. And then and you can, you just have to own <laughs> the fact that it doesn't mean anything. Apparently, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> and I, I agreed. I thought it was way more challenging than I expected. I mean, I, I, I'd heard that it would be a challenging experience and I kind of shrugged it off as, yeah, sure. You know, it can't be that tough. You know, pretty much we know what's going to be big. We know what's not going to be big, but you know, then, then you'll play some movie like independence day based on hype yeah, um, yep. you know, at like number three, I think, like I did, and and then I it put it up there pretty high too, if I remember make, right. Yeah, and it doesn't even make the top ten. So uh, it was it was fun though. I thought it was a good time. So, what would you say was your biggest surprise of the summer? And you can uh, frame that however you want. I would say that Richard not picking The Secret Life of Pets at all was probably my biggest surprise of the summer. <laughs> my pick was Patrick's biggest surprise. That's that's awesome. <laughs> but seriously, um, I And think... then I guess my biggest surprise is that it placed. So I guess that kind of <laughs> <in my hand. laughs> 
I will say that it, the Secret Life of Pets as a whole is my biggest surprise because I personally didn't think it would go as high as it did. In fact, I think when uh, when Aaron picked his, I was like, I'm going to move mine up a little bit because I feel <laughs> I feel like <laughs> so I'm going to move mine up. And I think we were. Let me see if I can find it. Um, but I, I think we were high. both four. I think you had it at. You had it at three. Oh, I did. Okay. I and I actually, I had it at three because I think I had it at four. And I was like, no, I'm going to go with three because if we're both wrong, I'll feel better about that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so did you? No. Yeah, go ahead. No, yeah. I... So, I'm so sorry. I just lost my train of thought. That happens. No, I'm sorry. Aaron had it at six. <laughs> I had it at, at six as well. So yeah, we had the same pick. Sorry. Oh, no, wait. That's what. So did you guys compare before you, like you didn't reveal them to each other? Like, no, we did. Officially? We did. We did. Oh. Yeah, we did. But, but as we spat them <laughs> off, you know, it was like, okay, I'm going to move mine out that way. Maybe yeah. if we had, maybe if we had. Uh, no, they're saying they compared. did. They didn't review them beforehand. Oh, either. you didn't. No, no we, we didn't. did the same thing you did, but I mentioned my secret pets first, and then and then he changed then he it on the fly. Wound up changing. Oh, it you on changed the fly. it on the fly. Yeah, oh, I, think okay. I, had I, it, like, I think I had it. I think I had it like seven, and I was like, oh. lists, and then changed it, and I was like, man, maybe if we had done that, I would have not brought dishonor on our podcast. <laughs> 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 So what about you, David? What was your biggest surprise? I think, honestly, my biggest surprise was finding Dory being number one. I was, you know, I thought it would be a close second, but I didn't expect it to beat Civil War. I mean, with all the hype and with as great a movie as Civil War was, how much I enjoyed it and how much everyone I know enjoyed it. And you got nerds doing multiple viewings, maybe not kids, but, you know, you've got the the diehard fans that are going to go do multiple viewings. Um, And I was just a little surprised that, that Richard's uh, gut yeah. call. You know, what, you know what's one. funny is I think that was my second biggest surprise, but I was the one that picked it for number one. So that <laughs> doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he was not that confident in that. Like you no. said afterwards, he was like, I regret. Yeah. yeah. Well, it worked out for you. And like I said earlier, the fact that it was an 80 million gap is probably what was the biggest part of that surprise for me is just how much it won. You know, I, I expected that it could contend with civil war. And then I never thought that your pick was that crazy. Honestly, I thought you know it, it could happen, but I thought if it happened, it would be you know four eighty to four eighty one. You know, not four eighty two. Yeah, I would be very close. And uh, no, she just swam away with it. And <laughs> I also, I also thought it was surprising <laughs> that Warcraft didn't do a little bit better, just because I thought people that play the game would go out. They have all these subscribers, and I just thought they'd be interested in seeing that world brought to life and it doesn't seem like they came out at all so we did the math at one point i think i I guest guest appeared on another podcast to do the warcraft episode and we we talked about this and if you took all of the current subscribers in north america at the time of the movie's release and then they you multiplied them all by like a 10 12 dollar ticket or something you came up with like 20 million or 30 million i mean it was there was no way that was going to make the difference. That was if every single one of them bought a ticket. So it feels like that because that number seems so huge. 3 million people, right? Well, that's only like 30 million in actual money. Yeah. Yeah, And when you're talking 480 to 136 or whatever, where are all these people coming from that watch movies then? My goodness. If you're saying the entire subscriber base of wow in North America would only add up to about thirty million, and what did Dory do? Four eighty-two. Four eighty-two. Where is all that coming well, from? Think My about it. I mean, goodness, it's kind of a small niche 
I mean, if you think about it in the nation, in the national scheme that plays WoW, I mean, yeah. I, I imagine, I mean, because you think it's a lot of people because the people that we relate to are all in that niche. They're into the, they have the same interests. They're that age, that generation. Um, you know, we happen to live in parts of the country where, you know, financially you're, you know, you're stable enough to do that. But if you think about all of the, like the senior citizens that go out and see movies that, um, even some surprising movies, like my granddad, well, I mean, this isn't a movie, but my granddad likes the show arrow. He's 90. I mean, you know, like things like that. Like you don't expect. Taste. Yeah. I mean, and then, uh, was it my, my other granddad, where they went out and saw some movie this summer and it was just like, really you went out and saw that action flick or whatever um but probably not going to go see warcraft no no probably not, not so going to see that but they're going to see a wider range and then you've got younger kids and and you know women basically uh, that's the other thing most i mean i don't know the numbers but i imagine that there aren't a, there's not a large pop a large percentage of wow subscribers that are of the female persuasion my wife didn't get to see it but she wanted to i actually went with my buddy who reviewed it with with me uh-huh. in your absence uh, and I'm waiting for it. It comes out here soon, I believe, on mm-hmm. DVD, Blu-ray, whatever, whatever. Get with the times, Richard. Um, but I'm excited to watch it with her because she actually was excited to see it. Nice. Uh, but that that She's is probably playing. rare. She, yeah, we played together oh. back in the day. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's that's how a lot of a lot of couples have. And although Patrick and I are not a couple, I'm excited for Patrick to get to see the movie and, and hear, hear his thoughts on it. Because You're kind uh, of a couple, <laughs> he has yeah, wheels. it's a romance when you podcast together. The, the odd <laughs> it's it's definitely not one that I was excited about seeing this summer, and was not. I didn't regret not seeing it in the theater. So I'm looking forward to seeing it with with the podcast in mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice uh, nice way to say that, I guess. So, <laughs> so moving. See, you're a couple. That's a couple conversations. <laughs> Stop fighting. (laughs) I don't like it when you two fight. We love you both, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Well, moving on to our more positive uh, takeaway, what was your favorite summer movie that you saw? (laughs) That good, huh? That good of a summer. Wow. So, David, of the two movies that you saw, which one did you like? (laughs) (laughs) I say that like it's a joke. I think that's actually a real number. No, um, you've seen three or four, uh, I think. All right. I saw, let's see. I saw Finding Dory. I saw Civil War. I saw Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah, that might be it. I saw Warcraft, and that's it. That, those, I don't have those a good three. excuse. It was the summer. I really don't have a good excuse. <laughs> those three and Warcraft were my three for the summer, too. Wow. So, of those, which uh, ones did which I, I got to be honest, Civil War would have probably blown any of them away. I was just, I was that impressed with civil war. I really enjoyed it. It wasn't the perfect film. You can go listen to our episode on it and see that, you know, there were a couple places where they could have improved, but, um, overall I just, I really, really enjoyed it. So it's hard. It's hard to top that, especially with the other two movies that I've apparently seen on this list. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to be really subjective and say that Warcraft was the most enjoyable experience for me. I don't think it was the best movie or even close um, to the best movie out of what we had this summer. But for me, having played WoW for years and getting to see that brought to life in like a big budget movie and and it looked like those plays, I'm like, I've been there. Like you feel like you're watching a movie in, in a place you used to live. It's a very odd feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the most fun that I had. So I'm going to go with that really subjective answer because otherwise I don't really know that I have an answer. I enjoyed Civil War, but it wasn't like the best Marvel movie to me. I enjoyed Suicide Squad, but it had issues. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know that there was 
Yeah. I have to go with his projective answer because I, I liked them all kind of similarly for different reasons. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm yeah. amazed you didn't say Finding Dory because it's what made you uh, not not a winner, but the only one with number one in the Yeah. Race. Well, I appreciate Pixar doing that for me. But um, <laughs> honestly, I thought Finding Dory was just good. Like it was just. It was good. It wasn't amazing. Gotcha. Yeah. That, I, might, I don't know. I'm on like a uh, supposed to be a positive podcast right now, so I probably should be like <laughs> saying that with a chipper tone of voice Man. or something at least. But stop bringing um, us down. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I just you know there was a lot of hype going into that, and I when I left with the kids and stuff, I said that was good, but it wasn't like Finding Nemo again. You know, it wasn't that kind of magic bottled again for me. So yeah, yeah, I, I had two. One was what I thought was just my favorite movie of the summer in terms of the quality of the film. And that was The Shallows. I really enjoyed The Shallows with Blake Lively. Oh, man, so good. But the movie that I had the most fun in was, um, and it surprised me thinking about it for all the movies that I saw, uh, was the sequel to The the Turtles follow-up. Just in an audience of people that were getting some of the jokes in the 80s and all of the antics. And, I mean, I just had a ton of fun in the movie theater. And I remember that was the first thing I thought about coming out of it. It was going, man, I had a blast. That was great. And, I wish you uh, could see Aaron's reaction right now. Uh, I can see it. I can definitely see it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's not the popular answer for sure, and I'm okay with saying that. But it was um it it was it was great. It it made me want <laughs> to revisit the TV show, and so there was some nostalgia thrown in there. And uh, and we talked a little bit about that when we were talking about Goonies this week, just the value of that. So I think that's what pushed it for me. But those two movies overall, if I'm thinking about two movies that I enjoyed the most, those were the two. That's awesome. I I don't I don't really have anything against your pick. I mean, it's wrong. It's a bad pick. But other than that, I mean, it's, it's your own, and, and you you're you're entitled to stay it. positive and keep feeling cool. Unless you're Aaron, and then you're be a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean we we both really enjoyed it, and I I totally understand where you're coming from. I'm a little surprised out of all the movies you saw this summer, and for you, Patrick, I mean, this is. Since we started the podcast, I mean, you probably, how many, you probably have seen the same amount of movies that you saw this summer over like the last 10 years. This is true. This is absolutely true. So you had a lot of uh, movies. That was the summer movie challenge for me. It was going into the theater. (laughs) It was getting to them. (laughs) Getting to a theater every week. We we didn't get the memo on that challenge, or we just failed it because we didn't. We still didn't really care to a ton of movies. Yeah, we're having a movie podcast. We're like, let's see what's on Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> what can we review that's free on Amazon this week? Like <laughs> well, for we're me, the low budget podcast. Uh, you know, mine was mine was actually not something that was a, not even on the top ten list. One of my two, and that was The Conjuring Two. Um, I was blown away by it. It's one of my few like quote unquote five star movies of the year so far. Uh, and I just, I absolutely loved it. I'm, I've recently kind of become more into the horror genre as a whole. And there's lots of subsets of horror, whether it's a gore or, you know, supernatural or found footage or just all different types. But the conjuring Two kind of married everything together in a blockbuster kind of horror film way that, it managed to to feel like an indie for most of it. And then it had its moments where it was like, Oh, there's, you know, Guillermo del Toro coming out. And it just, mm. it was really good. And that's the one that I remember. It's one of the, the two that I think if given the chance, I would immediately watch again. As, as soon as it gets on Blu-ray, I want to see it. And the other one was Star Trek beyond. 
I just was blown away by it. I mean, I, I loved every second of it. I smiled from ear to ear from start to finish. I, I couldn't stop having fun at that movie. Um, I got to take my kids to that one with me. And so that always enhances my experience. Richard, I don't know how old your kids are, but um, Patrick and I talk about this a lot on our show, how, you know, for me, it's the, it changes my takeaway from watching a movie based on my kids. You know, if I, if I have that connection with them during it, I probably am going to like it a lot more than I would have even liked it without them. Yeah, there's definitely something to say for that. Do either of you guys watch? Uh, David doesn't, so please, someone, someone, <laughs> say you do. Doctor Who. Somebody, somebody over there on Film Film watches Doctor Who. So um, I don't currently watch it now, but I have uh, watched. I have watched the three or four seasons worth of Doctor Who. Okay. It, okay. Yeah, I I want to. It's it's in my heart to want to. I have a desire to, but I feel like I need to watch it with somebody that really enjoys so, it. So you've, you've been regenerated. You just haven't acted out of that yet. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> this is what happens when you invite popcorn theology on. Um, anyways, <laughs> anyways, so we, we, my wife and I love Dr. Who. That's like our favorite show. We watch it every once in a while. We'll just watch it again. But, uh, our kid, our daughters in particular, are eight and six and they're old enough to kind of get some of it now so they sit and watch with us the eight-year-old especially pays attention the six-year-old's in and out but she was watching it and there is something to be said for like i think i enjoyed it more this time and we've watched it numerous times but i enjoyed it more this time with her Uh, particularly there's an episode that's you know it's sad but i'm a dude i'm not like crying about it or anything (laughs) but my daughter like is tearing up and sobbing over something that takes place in this episode and i'm i'm not gonna lie that got me like just seeing her crying about it got me. So it's interesting to see like the way your kids react to the movie and then getting to kind of live through them a little bit. It's yeah, different. That's that's what it was for me with Star Trek is, you know, the the big moments in that film, my kids just both looking at me, their their mouths agape and just in complete enjoyment of it. And I was, you know, it just rocketed everything up a notch for me. So biggest disappointment. What was your either your personal biggest disappointment? What did you think was the biggest disappointment of the summer? Anybody? Uh, I liked everything I saw, so I can't say anything was a disappointment to me personally. Okay. Um, but I was hoping I wasn't going to see it in theaters, even if it got good reviews. Um, but I was hoping that I could look forward to the Blu-ray release of Independence Day. I was hoping that that would come out, and then people would say, "Oh, that was actually really good." and uh, I still wouldn't have went and seen it, but I would have seen it later. Uh, and as it stands now, I mean, who knows when I'll finally get around to watching that because I, I just heard it was not good at all. That, that Everyone I talked to anyway. Um, so I was hoping that would have done better. Yeah, mine is actually yeah. the same as yours, Richard. That's That that would be my choice as well, would be Independence Day. I was looking forward to it. You know, I think most of us here grew up and, and were huge fans of the original, obviously, and we're hoping for something more of a resurgence like Jurassic World. Uh, resurgence, resurgence yep. <laughs> was not on purpose um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like Jurassic World had last year and, and unfortunately it just doesn't seem that that happened it got it's one of the few films that I actually allowed critical reception to dictate my viewing experience because I was just seeing so many movies at that time in the theater that it was high on the list of priority until it got just such 
so badly received and and i just it, it never made the cut for me so mm. I, I like you i'm hoping to watch it on blu-ray but even now it's not it's not high high priority on my list sadly yeah and i think it's interesting you you picked that one um aaron and, and richard is we talked about that that it was on our list to review and we both were like not we weren't quote feeling it we weren't really excited about seeing id4 and we picked the bfg and that became kind of the disappointment for me. I mean, it was a good movie and it had some moments, but I, I remember just really trying to find some things that I really enjoyed about it. And there weren't a lot and it wasn't like it was a bad movie. It just didn't wow me like I wanted it to. I mean, the the trailers that I saw were made it, made it appear to be larger than life because it has a giant in it probably. <laughs> but at the same time, the the story was very straightforward. There was nothing really just memorable about it it was a good one but i wanted to be able to say yeah i'll go see that again or i'll see it when it comes out on blu-ray but it wasn't that for me it was just kind of okay let's see what we're going to review next week yeah it looked like the kind of movie that relied heavily on the special effects and the cg of it which were i mean based on the commercials they looked incredible but i i kind of had the same thought about it i said that doesn't look like the kind of movie that they're going to invest near as much into the story and the characters it's going to be a lot of Look at this. Look at this. Um, and again, of course, I didn't see it. Although to redeem my own my own name, I did see Star Trek. So that's that's four that I saw this summer. So, woo. Yeah, I know. Woo! Four whole movies. Um, it's a lot. My disappointment was additionally going going back to Independence Day. I mean, the um, just the reception of it. It's sad that none of us saw it. <laughs> we were all so bummed about it that we didn't even bother going to see it. Um, I think that's maybe the part that hurts the worst because. With the original, I mean, every time it's on TV, I've got to at least watch, you know, some of it, whatever amount of it's on TV. I mean, especially speech, if it's Bill Pullman's speech. You got to watch the oh, speech. Oh, yeah. Or every every 4th of July, you got to at least YouTube that speech just to hear, like, <laughs> this is the presidential speech right here, right? You know. Watch uh, Randy Quaid fly that plane up into the UFL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, destroying himself and his career. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's... <laughs> Yeah, I think that my biggest disappointment was that Will Smith was wasting his time not being an Independence Day to go make Suicide Squad. Um, because as okay as Suicide Squad was, I don't think that I, I think he would have been better served being an Independence Day and letting someone else have that role, to be honest with you. I mean, he was okay at it. I think he did a good job. I was but seeing I... Will Smith. I wasn't seeing the character personally when I saw him. I mean, he did an okay job, but again, I was. I'm still seeing Will Smith and thinking, why aren't you in Independence Day? I was um, seeing Uncle Phil, but just if he was like really, <laughs> really awesome Uncle Phil. So, uh, but wait, would that make Amanda Waller Aunt Viv? I guess so. But I, you know, I liked it. I I liked him in that, but I do agree. Like if he had been an Independence Day, I don't think any bad critical review would have kept me from it. Right, I would have been there for it. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a that was a miss. What about um? So speaking about speaking of missing, what? Of the summer <laughs> movies on this list, maybe not the top 10, but something that came out, are you most excited to see when it comes out on Blu-ray? Which one, which, what's going to be your first one to go to? Does it have to be one that we've missed or just one that we liked enough to see a second time? You know, you know if it's one that you want to see a second time over one that, that you haven't seen yet, that speaks volumes. I'd say that's totally fine. Well, along that same vein, I'm really excited to get a second viewing of Civil War. Uh, the time that it came out, I just I didn't have time. I didn't have an I opportunity watched, to. I go watched see it, it two days ago. Yeah. It was really good. Oh, I'm jealous. It's good the second time. I'm jealous. Um, I mean, I'm 
you know, I really wanted to see X-Men Apocalypse. But again, the reviews on a lot of these and the reception that they've had, just they kind of kill the the enthusiasm that you have. But with Civil War, I'm just I know I loved it. I want to see it a second time. I want to watch it with my wife because she didn't get a chance to see it the first time. And um, so, yeah, I'm stoked about that. I'm excited to, to watch The Secret Life of Pets so I can yell and scream at the TV. And, Why did you do this to me? You watch animal. it with your kids so you can see the joy on their faces while you're okay. trashing it. Well, you're going to play the kid card on me, I guess. In it something. Yeah. yeah. I will say this. I actually I, am. I'm excited to watch it, though. I think, like, it looked dumb to me from the previews, and then everyone that's seen it said they liked it. So I need to watch it. <laughs> well, I'll say this. The Secret Life of Pets was not on my radar. And it was actually the only movie this summer that I took my son to see. Besides like the Lego movie and the dollar, you know, the dollar summer thing. That was the first quote regular movie that I took him to. And him being there elevated my enjoyment of it. So there's definitely some value with having someone that's enjoying it with you to make it a lot better. Was that the one so. he saw illegally? it's a good thing they don't do a christian podcast (laughs) he only saw it illegally because i didn't have my phone to record it for him i mean it's (laughs) (laughs) picturing you wearing a trench coat (laughs) in the dead heat of summer in arkansas The lady next to me is like, what is that smell? It's like, don't worry about it, lady. <laughs> Enjoy the movie. None of your business. <laughs> None of your business. <laughs> Shh. Be quiet. The movie's starting. <laughs> so what was your, Patrick? What was your, uh, which one are you most excited to see now that you, you didn't get a chance to? Money Monster. I'm really, really excited about seeing Money Monster. Yeah. I saw I saw the previews for it and knew with the movies that we were going to review this summer, I just wouldn't have the time or the financial budget to be able to just do that. And so it's it's on my list of, of my long list of things to catch now that are not in theaters anymore. It's in my top 10 of 2016 so far. Uh, well, that gives it extreme credibility. It is a highly underrated movie. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Are you going to cover it once you see it? You think? Um, you know what? It might. It would. It might actually be a good one for a second chance because it just didn't. Get, it came out at a. Ba- it came out during Civil War, and mm, so yeah, yeah. it got no reception. You know, at all. Um, and it would be. It would be a good one to cover simply because we like to do that too, where we you know try to draw some attention to these movies that maybe you know people see see it coming up on the podcast and they go watch it and find out that sing they street. like it sing street yeah sing street sing street. <laughs> i was gonna say and i like that you guys have gone and done older movies as well as new ones because i mean just to just to brag on you guys i love i love your podcast i love listening to it and it's um like i said because i don't get to see as many new movies as i would like it was awesome to hear i think i really enjoyed your i think the favorite one i've heard so far is the jaws episode i listened to that um <laughs> Thank you. While I was doing some work around the house, and I was just like, "Yes, I got to go watch Jaws again. This is fantastic." And uh, yeah, so just guys, go. I mean, this is yeah. Keep listening. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Listen to their normal episodes. Well, for me, it's Kubo. Uh, we were gonna cover Kubo, and it, we just kind of, you know, we'd already done like two or three animated movies at that point, and we needed to take a little break from the theater. We thought so. I- I'm really still excited to see Kubo and the Two Strings um, with my kids. It looks just beautiful and yeah. really unique. So that's high on my list. And then Jason Bourne, I, you know, it, was, oh, yeah. it didn't make the cut for going to the movies, but uh, you know, like you said earlier, David, it's Matt Damon. He's born and I, I got to see it. Oh yeah. Matt well, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> 
goodness gracious. I say that with all the love in my heart. Oh. Well, now it's going to keep going in my head every time I hear his name. I'm going to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, guys. Well, final question is this. What do you guys think? Well, I guess I'm going to assume that you're going to do this again with us next year. You're going to run this back so you can try and redeem yourselves. Um Oh yeah, I'm gonna be training all year. Okay, like, I'm gonna like come up with my own like winter chart just to see how good I can do, and that'll be like the off season. And That's yeah, awesome. we're gonna be ready next time. Excellent. We're gonna so, have I can just see I can just see Richard. Montage. <laughs> I can see Richard with a shirt that says, "What's my number three? What's my number three? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, with that in mind, what lessons have you learned from this year's uh, challenge that you think you're gonna take into next summer? Like what, what stuck out to you that will help you in your, when you're making your picks? So the biggest thing I learned was, and I don't know if this will even apply next summer, but, uh, don't, don't bet on the video game movie. Uh, <laughs> yep. The bat. Yep. Yeah. Don't go with your preferences basically. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I really wanted that to do better than it did. That's still just disappointing. Um, yeah, there's that. And I guess don't underestimate, don't try to weigh so much about, well, I see two kid movies I think are going to do good. So there can't be a third one and things like that. Like clearly, <laughs> apparently there can be. So, uh, maybe not weighing those kind of things back and forth so much. Um, not picking one of a genre and thinking, well, that's the one. So I, there's nothing else in that genre is going to make it. Um, that's clearly been not been the case this time. Yeah. You guys, I think, um, f- for me that, the takeaway is to actually do some homework on the films and the reception that they, that similar films have had, because I kind of just went with my gut and I probably would make all the same calls again. Hmm. Um, that's why I'm so surprised that certain things like, I think I, I might've been the only one to have angry birds on my list, but it didn't even make, I mean, I had it fairly, I think high up on my list because I thought there's enough people that play this stupid game. It's probably going to do well. Like it's probably going to do okay, even though it's not a great movie, most likely. Um, so having some sort of idea of what the reception of these movies is like typically. I mean, doing the whole uh, Fantasy Movie League thing, if you go on there, the people that write the uh, the blog for that have like charts and tables and they say, ah, but this movie that was similar when it came out, it had this type of reaction the first few weeks. I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to like steal that information from people who have and uh, try and break <laughs> the game. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to uh, continue to pick with my heart and not my head. I'm going to just go, I feel like this movie is going to do good because I like it. And I feel like this movie is not going to do good because I don't like it because I can be that egocentric when it comes to, when it comes to watching movies that I think everybody's going to like the same movies I do. And they're not going to like the same movies I don't like. And then I leave the theater and go, yeah, that's not going to be the case. So I'm going to make picks based on what I think is going to be great. And just because it's a crapshoot for me anyway. (laughs) That's just awesome. follow your heart, Patrick. That's what I do. <laughs> just follow your heart. Said <laughs> <a>, Matt Damon. <laughs> I don't know why Matt Damon is getting so much so ragged on on this podcast. <laughs> We're sorry, Matt. He wouldn't have picked Secret Life of Pets either. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think he would have. <laughs> uh, well, I think I learned that I you can't discount the animated films. That uh, there will always be at least probably two that are up there. The year before this year. Part of the reason that I went with Secret Life so high as well as Dory was because I knew that Minions had come out really high on the list the year before, and it was mediocre when it's with its reception. But again, just an animated film in the summer, and I think 
n- making sure you have a couple of those on your list is imperative. And then I think horror movies are, are very unlikely to make this list, no matter how good they are. Both Don't Breathe and Conjuring 2 got incredibly high praise. Neither one of them were able to sniff the, the top 10. And you got to expect a comedy. There's got to be a comedy in there somewhere. This year it was Central Intelligence. I picked that. Um, so I got that one right. I mean, I could have just as easily picked the wrong one, but you got to kind of find a, a comedy horse to to put your put your stakes on, and expect one to be in that top ten somewhere. You know, in that middle range uh, for the summer. So those are those are the things I learned from it. Uh, that and once you've done all of those things, it doesn't matter, and it's complete luck. <laughs> lucky guess game anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Well. You know, it's been a lot of fun having you guys on, and I think we need to do this again, uh, maybe when we're actually talking about a specific movie sometime. Yeah, that'd be um, awesome. Sweet. Yeah, we should do that. But I want you to have a moment to tell people about your show because we are huge fans of your show, and that was part of the reason we guys, or we guys, we got to know you guys and become friends and and uh, start to do these collaborations because uh, we found your show and we we just it really resonates with us and uh, who we are as people and what we enjoy as our hobbies. So tell people what you do and where they can find you. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I appreciate all those kind words, Aaron. That's awesome. We we're glad some people are enjoying what we're putting out there. Cause honestly, I think we'd probably get together and talk about this stuff anyway. Yeah. Um, we just record it and then some people actually listen and it's kind of neat to, you know, to see other people jump in on a conversation you had that was kind of, but just between you and your buddy, and then other people get to kind of weigh in on it. But we do a podcast. It's called Popcorn Theology. And the idea of Popcorn Theology, for people that might not be super familiar with the idea of something like that, is we like to look at entertainment, mostly movies, but we've done TV shows and uh, even some music and things like that. And we like to, um, you know, one, talk about it on a surface level. Like, just do we like it? Do we not like it? What did they do good or bad? But then we like to dig a little bit deeper beyond that, too, because we we honestly believe that every movie – um, every piece of entertainment that's out there really does have a worldview behind it. It's It's got a message that it's trying to deliver. If it doesn't, it's not a very good movie. Um, so we like to just take a look at that and see, you know, where does this line up with the biblical worldview as Christians? Uh, we are a Christian podcast. Um, where does it not line up? And, you know, just because it doesn't line up doesn't mean we can't watch it or talk about it. It just means it doesn't line up. We can sit and say, well, this is what the world is valuing right now. This is what the art is that's coming out is saying. Um, so yeah, that's what we do. And we, uh, spend about an hour or so every week. Uh, we'll pick a different movie or show or whatever we're going to talk about. And, and we plumb that kind of stuff and do a lot of like fan interaction in the Facebook group that we have and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, um, thank you for going through that because I, I do, I highly recommend everybody check out popcorn theology. Um, and you know, even if you're not a Christian, I've got to say, I know that you have non-Christian listeners, um, that are active in the Facebook group. I've talked to some of them in the Facebook group and you can get a lot out of your podcast. Um, even if you're of a different faith, so don't let that be a turnoff. It's not a preachy podcast. They're not trying to convert anybody. Um, it just maybe a little bit, maybe don't put that all the way on us. Maybe uh, hoping, happy if hoping for it without, you know, actively trying <laughs> yeah. to, but, uh, I try but, really know. hard to be preachy. Is that not coming off? <laughs> <laughs> I get to David starts sweating and he pulls the hanky out and starts like wiping his <laughs> head <laughs> off. Can I get an amen? But you can you can download their show and uh, make that determination for yourself. It's really good stuff, and and we we love what you're doing over there. Yep, absolutely. And for us, uh, you know, you can just find us anywhere on the web at Feelin' Film. Uh, we 
on our normal schedule after this episode comes out. This is a little bit of a bonus. And I guess that's really about it. So until next time, stay positive. And keep feeling film. Well, to be fair, I have this thing where we go away a lot, and so it's like well, you crap. do travel a lot. Yeah. Why can't you be a nobody like me? I know. Like, why couldn't I marry someone who lived in the, who was from like the same half of the country as me? That would have been good. I wonder that sometimes, but I love her. Convenient relationships. You know? <laughs> Just a small town girl living in a lonely world. <laughs> That's our relationship right there. Was there a midnight train that you took on that trip? <laughs> Actually, I could go for a train. That would be a lot easier than driving twenty three hours. Stay anywhere. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>